Hey Fab. Hey Charles. So this feels different. Yeah, much better. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I not, think this is the first time I see you in what three months. I, I think it's been it's been about three months, and the last time we did this, I was re- recording in my uh, in, in my home office, um, which also doubles as my bedroom. <laughs> but you know, things changed. But how have you been? Uh, I am actually happy to have human interaction right now. Um, but good, good, all things considered. Yeah, no, this 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 feels good. It's like you don't realize the things you miss. You know, I guess those little things until until they're not there. But it's good to see. It's good to see Brawny. Uh, I think he's sleeping now. But I want to give a shout out to Brawny as always. I have a question. Do you like pancakes? Uh, who doesn't like pancakes? <laughs> so yes, I love pancakes. You know how weird I am, and I'm just gonna take this moment. I, I don't actually like pancakes because the idea of they're actually cake right like it's just literally flour sugar eggs right like you're actually eating cake in the morning so actually I'm not a big fan of it because I, I think you're overthinking the pancake thing you're literally eating cupcakes <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you're and you're accompanying it with, with eggs like like doesn't that sound crazy and, and syrup and syrup and bacon and you're like oh, th- th- this is breakfast so it is definitely an American tradition, and pancakes are, I think, I don't know if they're a worldwide favorite, but definitely here in America, it is a huge favorite for, for breakfast. Um, and if I ask you, what, what is the most important condiment, the most critical component to a hot stack of steaming pancakes, what would you say? You are so bougie. Oh, oh, I love. You said Vermont syrup. Yes, you have to get syrup from Vermont. It's the best. Sea Town is not selling Vermont syrup, Pat. So, like the rest of us who can't afford Vermont syrup, I do agree, right? Syrup is the critical condiment. Well, what if I told you that one day a bottle of syrup would change the world? What are you talking about? Well, it has something to do with Aunt Jemima. Ah, yes, I heard about that. So, do you mind giving the audience uh, a bit of context here? So, we're saying goodbye to Aunt Jemima. Wow. Aunt Jemima has been around for like almost like a century, I was. I think over. I think it's like a hundred plus years. Oh yeah. my goodness! So she is no longer. Wow. The company's gonna completely rebrand as a response to uh, the Black Life Movement and everything that's happening in our country right now and this seems to be a popular thing right yeah so today we want you guys to take this journey with us as we explore these growing trends spawned from the black lives matter movement and we're going to debate whether these responses are about perception or really about meaningful impact and change and then answer the question does it even matter at all This is, in my opinion, the course I seek into the sometimes quirky and lively conversation between two friends from grad school. We talk about everything and nothing, blending social commentary with strong opinions, often entertaining, sometimes serious, and all the way civil. You know, the way you wish the world would be. And now I am Jemima, one of your 
your old plantation sayings, if you will. It's a pleasure, folks, to remind y'all that the Lord meant for the sky to be blue. But if the day is blue, it's probably our fault. True, Aunt Jemima, true. Okay, so yeah, that was, uh, that was tough to listen to. That was, what, one of the first commercials for Aunt Jemima? It, 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 it was, and I was just sitting here at... Trying, trying to get through it, but I was I was cringing. That that was tough to to really to hear. Um, and the visual uh, for those of you who who haven't seen it, uh, there are a lot of clips of just the different uh, Aunt Jemima commercials that have been out there throughout the years. But you really kind of get the sense of what they were trying to package, and it 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 wasn't just syrup. I mean, there's no question that this was. I think it's safe to say it was built on a stereotype, but it had a lot of racist uh, sort of components to it. Um, a history with blackface, this idea of the black mammy, and really profiting from this caricature of what a black person is supposed to be. Yeah, and, and I think even even with that, just kind of the the perception that it's it's a black person's joy and and just uh, brings a spark to their eyes when they get to serve a white person. I mean that that's that's kind of what you hear in her voice. Right? She's just so happy <laughs> to make pancakes for uh, a bunch of white people. She can't contain herself. Definitely tough. So when I first heard of this, I was like, about time that this finally gets rebranded, right? Even though like at this point, and Jemima probably such a familiar brand or icon for so many people. Like, in, I, I can't remember how many times I've bought before I hmm. got better taste and graduated to Vermont syrup. <laughs> <laughs> to the but fancy stuff. I grew yeah. up with Aunt Jemima syrup. Yeah. It was a staple at my home. Yeah, I mean, many of us did, right? And, and I think... I think, like you said, right? I, I I'd be hard pressed to think of any conversations that happened at my dinner table where, uh, you know, we were up in arms about it. I think again, it just felt so ingrained. And like you said, it's interesting that these things are happening now, right? So, so we have Quaker Oats, who is the company that uh, you know makes Aunt Jemima, uh, and Pepsi, who is the parent company that owns Quaker Oats. Let's kind of talk about monopoly at some other point, but. These are the brands that are associated with Aunt Jemima or Aunt Jemima, like is their preference between Aunt, <laughs> aunt, uh, aunt and Aunt. I'll let you make that choice. I'm not going there. <laughs> uh, Auntie J. I, I, I don't like. I, I don't know what, what people call her, but so anyway. So recently, they released a statement uh, saying that they were going to move away and recognize, <laughs> after a hundred plus years, they now recognize that this stereotype uh, is harmful and doesn't help move the needle towards racial equality. I find that pretty peculiar. And this isn't the only company making these changes now. I don't know if you've heard, but now they're also calling for good old Uncle Ben to be next on the chopping block. Yeah, I did hear about Uncle Ben. And I actually, to be honest, um, had to get educated on why Uncle Ben is offensive. Yeah, and... I think part of what bothers me about this is it was so out there. I mean, this was not a secret, right? Like, it it wasn't as if they were having some backdoor board meetings, and, and maybe they were. There was an image, there's a name, and it was just allowed to go on. And, and I, I have to 
take personal ownership in that too, right? Like we said, this was at our tables. And I mean, I personally don't own a bottle of Aunt Jemima just because, uh, you know, it's just literally just sugar and, and food coloring to think like, yeah, this, this was okay for us all these years to see ourselves like this and just kind of accept it. So now that this trend is moving towards and the cancel culture, right, uh, which has also just been kind of like getting rid of a bunch of things that people don't like, but this feels very significant, is interesting. Um, but one thing that I want to reference was something that you brought up in our conversations, which Uh-oh. we often have. <laughs> yes. What did I say? <laughs> Your words are being used against you. Uh. Um, but you brought up some really interesting and key points that I'm hoping you can kind of take us through a bit because I feel like it really helps to represent where a lot of people are in the context of the Black Lives Matter movement and the trends of all of these different responses, particularly from corporations. Here are some things that you said, and I actually put them in quotes. Uh, you asked for my permission to do that. <laughs> I didn't know I was being recorded. You put it on a public platform, so... <laughs> It's, it's now open, as long as I'm not making money off of it. So you said, some changes that have happened lately are welcomed, which I agree with, and you're glad. And you kind of were talking about the recent move from Quaker Oats to get rid of Aunt Jemima. And you said, but as we strive for equality, it still sometimes feels like we stray. Uh, you also brought up the basketball players who are choosing not to play as a point of protest, which wasn't happening before. Companies are all about Black Lives Matter uh, they're posting it on their websites. They're taking stances. People are sending out these public emails. Everyone's holding a, you know, let's talk about, you know, black struggle forums, which have been my personal favorite. <laughs> I'm like, where, where has this been all my life? <laughs> I love to talk about black problems in front of, uh, you know, people who I don't really have a relationship with. Um, but that's a thing. I mean, oh, trust me. every yes. company is doing it. Yep. Uh, and then you ask the question, but is it just for clout, right? So it's internal battle of seeing people respond, seeing companies respond, but then kind of questioning the authenticity of it. Yeah, it, it just feels a little bit like strange, right? Which is, I think 2020 is normal to feel strange in 2020 because there's so many strange things happening. This has been a year. But yeah, I think that a lot of the things that I wish would have already happening are happening right now. Hmm. Um, people are being held accountable for, you know, being racist, saying racist things. Companies are finally saying Black Lives Matter, which I never understood why that was a controversial statement, but that's a topic for another day. It just seems like everyone has jumped in this bandwagon. And it really makes me question how many of these companies or individuals or corporations are truly fighting for change hmm. and how many are doing it as a financial decision. And one of the most blatant examples for me is the NFL hmm. that have fought tooth and nail um, against peaceful protests, but now are saying that kneeling is okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it just makes me question their uh, authenticity and how genuine they feel about that. Because if you were to have asked them uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, um, they would have never stood for it. And all of a sudden it's cool. So it just makes me really conflicted. On the one hand, I'm glad that we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, I'm wondering if it's here to stay hmm. and if it's genuine. 
So yeah, I, I think that's interesting, and I, I think that's a really great way to think about it, and and almost kind of just question, right? Like not just be accepting of it, but you know, still be critical um, to be able to kind of ask ourselves how long is this really built to last, right? Like, is this just simply riding the wave? You know, you mentioned the NFL. A lot of this, we can even go back to Colin Kaepernick, right? Mm -hmm. That, I mean, he he was literally, and I hate to use the term blackballed. I have to figure out something else. But, <laughs> I mean, you know. No pun intended. Nope, no pun intended, was. right? You know, he was publicly shamed for, for his peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. And now here we are. And the irony of it all, that he was taking a knee, right? And then we have George Floyd, who literally died under the knee of a white officer in view of public while being protected by his fellow uh, uh, fellow officers. And so, you know, th there's this, I think, a very natural question as to, you know, why now? And are people really meaning what they're saying? I think also, in addition to that, the question for me is, does it? actually matter i mean if the changes are happening if mm -hmm. companies are getting behind this and holding spaces where there weren't spaces before you know i, I kind of jokingly mentioned the you know tell me what it's like to be black forum <laughs> but i didn't have that forum you know a month ago yeah i was i was black a month ago right <laughs> but right. no no one was asking me hey what's What's it like being that thing? You know, like, what do you have to deal with? Now I, I, I get to tell people. I kind of wrestle with that. And I, I think a lot of people do. Uh, where do you stand in it? Does it matter? That's the question of the century. I, I think, like, time will tell whether it matters or not. And I just feel extremely conflicted by it. Um, like you, I sometimes think, like, it doesn't matter how we get there as long as we get there, mm -hmm. right? Um, so as long as companies, whether they're doing it for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, if good things are happening out of that, then I want to be for it. But this other part of me really just struggles with that idea because I think, you know, you may not have the best intentions, but it, it moves us forward. But another thing is when we co-op a movement that is so important um, for hmm. society, for our country, um, in that we use that movement for our own gains, right? And, and, to, and for corporations to continue to make profit. Um, so I have a, a problem with that a bit. My fear is that when it's done mm -hmm. from an inauthentic place, it can sometimes be not sustainable, right? Because mm. you don't have yeah, people yeah. who are genuinely invested. Right. Um, in the outcome, and it's more about riding the wave, um, and it's more about that it's trending now. And it could also be that because we are in the situation with coronavirus mm -hmm. and, and people uh, don't, don't have as much freedom mm -hmm. to partake in activities, go on vacation and so forth, everybody's paying attention. Yeah, what happens when people are not paying that much attention anymore? Right. Are they still going to be saying Black Lives Matter? And that's what really worries me about some of the things that are going on. Yeah, I, I think those are really, really great points. Um, I, I also worry about the same. I, I do think that when people get busy again, they are not going to be as focused on this, right? We were even talking about the, the Native American uh, uh, controversy with the Redskins, right? There was 
there was a period not that long ago when uh, the Redskins, which is an NFL team, and still has that name, by the yeah. way. <laughs> and there's also uh, the Indians in baseball. That conversation died out, but that was the hot topic for a long time. I remember a lot of sportscasters were, were calling for the owner to be uh, to be fired and for the brand and the name of the of the uh, of the team to be changed. We haven't talked about that in I don't know how long, right? And and more so, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing yeah. significant happened. It was a topic of conversation. And in the term "redskin" hmm. in the Native yeah, American, I know. it's most offensive. Yeah, it's, it's a slur. <laughs> yeah, right. And we're still debating whether that is appropriate, right? I'm just when I see all these companies just riding the wave, there's still a certain level of skepticism on my part and just really asking myself, like, do you really get what's at stake here or are you trying to maximize your profits? So going back to that question of does it even really matter, right? I don't, I don't know that for me, how people feel about something is a much deeper and longer process. Right. It has been engraved from the time of slavery and up until today from movies to books to uh, images. images, songs, language, right? Like, I mean, you could go down the line. I mean, it, it has been thoroughly ingrained in our culture. And so I think it's it's a bit unfair to have an expectation that people are going to all of a sudden change what they've been taught and... Overnight. Right, like, you know, overnight. So so for me, this is part of the process, mm. right? That that there is a response. Because there was a time when there wasn't a response. Right. You know, we've been talking about Colin Kaepernick, uh, Nike, which uh, I think was like the first company to really go public and quote-unquote support of, of Colin Kaepernick. And we talked about that there was a lot of um, uh, benefit for them because of who they're uh, you know, base market, a lot of young African-Americans, right? So so they were appealing to the lo- the largest share of their market. Right. It's, it's almost like Nike supporting Cap two years ago <laughs> right. can be seen as them, you know, being trailblazers or it could be seen as a, a, a financially sound decision, right? Yeah. It depends how you look at it. And again, they're, they're a company, right? A company's main objective is to make a profit. Sure. Right. How they go about making that profit, you know, we could argue morally or not. Um, but again, it's it's that question of because there's just so much that needs to happen and now needs to become ingrained uh, to, I think, in some ways undo or, you know, kind, kind of be counter to, to what's been taught. I think these are still significant steps. And if people are being moved to action, even if those actions are more so inspired by a a trend or a wave or just peer pressure, then my hope is that that then becomes normal and then evolves into something a little more authentic. And I think that's a fair point, right? I I definitely see where you're coming from in that this is a process, right? And for some people have talked before about the power of representation, Mm -hmm. right? So being around people of color, seeing people of color in TV and movies and all of that, that, that is important. That has an impact. I sometimes worry long lists of companies who have uh, responded to the recent events in our country and and sometimes, you know, put a dollar amount to it. So, Mm -hmm. So like, Bank of America, for yeah. example, yeah. they donated one billion 
dollars they've committed to. I don't think it's all in one shot. No, it's it's a it's a four year commitment. It's a four year commitment, right? You know, you can look at that on paper and say like, wow, wow yeah, billion Bank dollars. Of America <laughs> is all in. Right? Oh yeah, they, yeah, one billion dollars. That's, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Over four years too. Right, it, that that's significant, yeah. right? But know that Bank of America got into some hot water a couple of years ago. Hmm. For charging higher interest rates to people of color mm. um, than they would to Caucasian people with the same credit scores and and, and a whole bunch of other things yeah. that they they've really got caught red-handed. And I'm thinking about so that billion, right? Is, is that billion? You're just giving people of color back their money that you looted. That's from a refund. Them yeah, over yeah. The last I don't know how many years you've right. been doing this. Bank of America fixing those policies. Mm. In the first place, yeah, right? I yeah. don't care that you're giving back the one billion dollars that you basically kind of stole yeah. from people. I care that you are ensuring that that A never happens again and yeah. figuring out how to have some kind of restitution, um, which I see the one billion dollars as restitution. I don't see it as support yeah. for the Black Lives uh, Matter movement or for people of color. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. And, and I think that's that's good to, to, to kind of take that critical look because like you said just on paper looking at a one billion right <laughs> i'm like so you don't want the one billion is that what you're, is that what you're saying like you just refuse it you're like uh, we're, we're not refusing anything like, <laughs> fab is like i don't i don't want your billion dollars <laughs> well, i did not say that i did not say that i think a lot of good can be done obviously with that money yeah yeah um, but I mean, I've, I've even heard you use this phrase before, which I feel like it was the first time I heard it, but you were like, don't piss on my leg and then tell me that it's raining, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right it's like, oh yeah, thanks for the rain, but, but this is really, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think that's, that's an interesting thing because you do kind of feel like you could always say, well, they didn't have to give the billion. Sure. Right. They could have given a couple million, right? Sure. And, and I think that would even still seem somewhat impressive um and I, I i do wonder how these and i'm pretty sure that these companies are looking at other companies right like they're 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 comparing themselves to see how other companies are giving how much they're doing i even see that in a lot of responses uh not just with companies but with individuals you know one, one person offers to pay for the funeral of this person mm -hmm. and then the next person is like I'm going to pay full scholarship tuition to all of the children, right? I'm going to give you a stocks to this. Right, 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 to this, yeah. right? So it, it, it's, it, it almost seems to be this, like, competition of who can give more, who seems the, the bigger saint. And so, you know, whether some of that is people's own innate nature to uh to want to outdo others even if it's at the exp even if it's kind of in the name of goodwill i think like you said that there is good that can come out of it but unless the change happens on a deeper level then this idea of just kind of giving uh you know surface responses doesn't seem like something that's really going to last i really haven't seen a kind of movement like this, right? Hmm. I, you know, we went to school. I wasn't born during the civil rights movement, but you learn about it. And I just remember thinking like how powerful it must have been uh, to be alive then, but also how fearful and scary it must have been to be alive then. Um, and then I, I'm living through this new movement in 2020, which seems ridiculous that we're still in the struggle, but we are. And I feel hopeful because yeah. I am hoping that out of all of this, something, some deep 
and meaningful change happens, systemic change. Mm. And what I'm fearful of, at the end of this, the only thing we've gained is that we have a new Aunt Jemima bottle. <laughs> like, I, I don't want... On this. Viv? Isn't, isn't the next candidate for her? I do not know. But I, I just do not want that to be a consolation prize. I want um, policy change. I want things to, to be significant. And, and I'm scared hmm. that they may not be if we praise these companies who right. are just doing the bare minimum yeah and i think that's going to be the real test of this is 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 how how focused this this movement stays because i think while we're questioning the authenticity and the staying power of the responses of companies at the same time we have to question how much are we going to continue to apply pressure right like are we just going to simply say oh yeah that billion dollars you know what you're off the hook right you get to say the n-word now you know like 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 now (laughs) you get a pass now right but uh you know and that's tough to do because i do think that it is in our nature to want to be to be grateful right Right. because at the same time you don't want to then discourage those efforts and and i think that's where i also feel conflicted Mm. because people respond in different ways you know i I, and i think the same is also for corporations Mm. you know i don't like to look at them as these mindless heartless, just right, all about profit, uh, but they're run by people, right? And and I do think that people look at these things and say to themselves, what does my response look like? Mm-hmm. So for someone, their their response is is monetary. Right. That's that that's how they see fit to contribute. For others, it's being on the front lines. It's being it's being heard. It's being vocal. It's being present. For others, it's about uh, writing letters to to their congressperson, right? Or or, you know, trying to do something local in their community. So I, I think how people respond looks different. And, and my concern is if we, if we get into the, to a space of evaluating people's intent and saying whether or not that's the real way to look at this, you can, you can also, in that same space, discourage people from taking right. any action at all or even trying. Right. I, I think that's a good point. I think... This is such a complex issue that is going to take different people, like you said. Um, some people can go out there in the front lines and they're built for that and they're, and they're able to do that. Mm -hmm. But just because you can't or, or it's not something that feels comfortable to you doesn't mean that you can't contribute to the change. So I think that that's a good way to look at it. But I, I think that that is something that a lot of people think about um, in trying to figure out their role, their place during this time. And I think it varies. There are times that I feel like a bit of cynicism. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this list and I'm like every few days, maybe even talking about the celebrities right. who taking accountability <laughs> for... I take responsibility. Yeah, I take responsibility. Yeah. Commercial. I couldn't watch the whole thing. It was uh, that that was tough to watch, um, but you made a comment and you said that there were uh, a lot of those uh, actors uh, had spoken up before in in support of Black Lives Matter, which I didn't know. But hearing people say I take responsibility just it, it just felt like what, what is this about? I think it was a little tone deaf. They missed the mark a bit, particularly with everything that's going on. You know, I, I kind of gave them a pass. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if because some of those actors are, I like them and I follow mm. them on social media. And I know that yeah. they, they, they were invested in the cause before all of this happened. But you know who I don't give a, a pass to? Who's that? The, have you seen the new Snapchat filter? 
<laughs> they basically came out with this filter that this is you funny. need to smile to break the chains, <laughs> break the chains of, slavery. of slavery or oppression. Oh, man. I can't even imagine. And then they apologized uh, that... <laughs> They said that they it didn't go through the appropriate vetting process. But oh my who gosh, who right made? I know who made it. Thought that this was okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, tough, man. Right now, people are dying. People are protesting. People are putting their lives on the line, and they wanted to break <laughs> a filter that you could break those chains of oppression wow. by smiling. Um, and that's what I mean is that sometimes because people are trying to jump on the wave. Mm. They really take away from the seriousness and the gravity of the situation. Yeah. So you're telling me that smiling doesn't? <laughs> well, have you tried it? <laughs> it doesn't work for you? Ah, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, that was, that was a tough one. But I feel like things like that just, because I sometimes question like, are people really, <laughs> are they really this disconnected with, with it? Or are they doing this purposefully to... Uh, you know, because they say any press is good press, right? So is this kind of one of those... It's a marketing strategy. Is this a marketing strategy? Is it the H&M, you know, monkey mm -hmm. reference, mm -hmm. you know, to a black kid? Uh, and then you apologize and you kind of pull it back. Because I, I also see that being a trend too, right? Mm -hmm. Like like that happens. These the, these moments of, oops, we didn't, we didn't know that this was a thing. You know, this didn't go through our vetting process. It, it didn't go up the chain. No pun intended in this, you know, case... <laughs> Um, but even that seems like a thing that happens around now, because guess what? We're talking about it. Very true. Right? Like, we wouldn't have been talking about them before. Snapchat wouldn't have been a, con pop a, a topic of conversation. Right. We're not talking about Facebook. We're not talking about Twitter. So, right? So then things like that, to me, feel like people have to know that that's just a dumb idea. So I feel like in that case, there has to be more behind the curtain. And then the question to me is... Are you still using Snapchat? Is How forgiving are we yes. to these kind of mistakes? Yeah. Right? And I think we are very forgiving. Yes. Um, I don't think companies that have gone out of business, at least not large companies, mm. right, that have enough funding to do a marketing a, a campaign, to do a little bit of um, a cleanup, um, they don't go out of business over these kind of snafus. So that, that that's kind of like a bigger question of there's really no accountability when these things happen. Like you said, I do think that there is value in there being kind of more authenticity in the responses, that people are genuine in how they think about these things and that they're not just driven by profit or perception. But for now, if that is the thing that is motivating them, if it is the wave, if it is riding the trend, in some ways for now, I think we can use that as momentum to kind of propel us into a space where we can then have more conversations around this and really begin to address some of those kind of fundamental, ingrained ways of thinking and being and moving and interacting that I think have plagued us for so many centuries. At the very least, a lot of doors are opening now yeah. that weren't open before. And I think that um, that matters and that has the potential to have a trickling effect for years to come. Right. And, and I think... The other part of this, too, is that you can do both, right? You can be grateful and still have expectations. Sure. Right? Like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be, oh, well, because this person gave this, I just won't say thank you. I'll just continue to be upset. 
and you know just push push the issue it's like no you can still say you know what that was great but we think you could do more so you're saying cash the billion dollars yes. and then come back <laughs> then to come them back. and say what else are you doing? <laughs> what else are you doing right <laughs> like this is a start this is a good start right and I, and, I, and i think that's i think that's that's part of it right is is you can say this is a start we can start here but we still expect there to be more deep and systemic changes like you said because these things have been so ingrained and have been such a big impact. So we, we, we want to be able to hear from you guys in what your thoughts are. Uh, and as always, you can uh, visit our webpage and you can also visit us on Instagram uh, to be able to give your comments and ideas and thoughts around whether or not these trends uh, and the perception of them versus the impact really matter. Love to hear your comments as always. So please visit us on our Instagram page at in my opinion underscore podcast. And you can also visit us on our website at imopodcast.com. Again, this is just our opinion. We'd love to hear yours. <laughs>